Welcome back, you guys, to another Solos with Samaya. I am... Well, now I'm super excited. I'll tell y'all about what was happening. But anyways, last week was the first Solos with Samaya. Um, and I just want to thank you guys so much because you guys really heard me. And I got a lot of DMs, a lot of responses um, on Patreon. And I really appreciate that because I was pouring my little heart out, okay? Um, I was being very honest, very vulnerable. Honestly, it just felt like I was writing to my journal or some shit. Um, and I think we all need that. For me, being able to use my voice feels more like um, journaling and capturing than pen and paper sometimes. So um, I'm grateful for that. Um, today's episode is, uh, well, first we start with the minutes. So the minutes, because like I said, I think the minutes is funny. I don't know why. Uh, but going to meetings in church and stuff like that, and they'd be like, oh, who gonna do the minutes? I just thought that was, I don't know. That shit's funny to me. Anyways. Um, I know it's usually done at the end of episode or end of a meeting, but I had to meet with my damn self before I did this journal entry with you guys. And so I decided that we are talking about, um, discipline is not a cure. That's the topic for today. Um, discipline is not a cure. Um, we are going to talk about, uh, we are going to do a check-in where I'm going to tell you guys about, um, two scenarios and how they evoke different feelings um, from me with my current situation. Um, we're going to talk about the full moon. And then we're going to talk about the topic of the day, which is discipline is not a cure. And then we're going to have some organized fun, of course. So, all right. Last time it was an hour. And so I told Steph I would try really, really, really hard to not make it an hour today. But we shall see. All right. So first things first as a check in. So I I don't know why, but I'm super observant. I'm observant about everything, though. Oh, also, I'm not cockeyed, you guys. Nothing wrong with anybody that is, but I'm not. I have another camera set up today so I can make cutting my clips. <laughs> A little easier for Instagram. So for those of you that are watching this from Patreon, don't think that like I'm just a little off. I just sometimes if I'm making a point, I'm looking at my other camera over here. Okay. Again, no offense to anyone that is cockeyed. Shit happens. Okay. Um, but yes. So um, with that being said, also, if you want to watch the visuals to this, make sure that you join Patreon, which has all my classes and bonus content um, and bonus episodes and things like that. So um, this will always be the audio will always be uploaded to the streams. But if you want to see the visuals, please check out Patreon. It supports me. It supports the show. Um, and you get to see me dress up for y'all, you know, put it all together. Um I would like to say in the spirits of saving a motherfucking dollar, okay? I did my lashes, I did my makeup, and I kind of brushed down my edges. Yes, I'm a one-woman show over here. Barely. Okay. All right. So for, 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 so for the check-in this week, I had two um, situations that I realized were the kind of like the same situation, but the way that I handled them and the way that it made me feel were very different. And I was just very observant of that. Okay. So I told you guys last time when I was doing the um, solos with Samaya that I was staying at an Airbnb because you, you guys know that we have been van life in it um, for half of the time. And it was cold where we were. So we had to get an Airbnb. And I didn't tell y'all <laughs> when we walked into the Airbnb, my son was like, oh, my God, a bed. And I it in the moment right now, that shit's kind of funny. But <laughs> deep down, I was like, why the fuck would he say that? <laughs> like, I guess I've been living in this false 
I've only been surviving and getting through this like transitional phase of my life with these these things that people say such as, oh, he 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 won't notice as long as he's happy. Trey's fine. Like I've been getting through <laughs> through all of this and making it because I've been living on these false things that like maybe my child won't notice this transition. Maybe he's young enough, you know, that it won't be a big problem. When he came in that house and was grateful for that bed, y'all, I just wanted to hang myself from a fucking shower ride. Like, I, I, I cannot. <laughs> when I put him to bed, when I tell you I was on that fucking floor, like, literally bawling. I was, I, my heart was so hurt, you guys. And it, it's funny now because if you know my child, you know that he's kind of like a little bit of an asshole. Like, he's very straightforward and to the point. Um... And I know he didn't mean any harm by it. And I do believe that my son is okay. Um, but it was just one of those moments where it just, we really have to, we don't realize the way that we like kind of compartmentalize some of the things that we're not okay with to get to where it is that we need to go. Um, and I was just very aware that the story to my son matters to me. That's really the only story that matters to me when it comes to like these transitional phases and the things that I'm sacrificing right now. What he thinks matters. I don't give a fuck what nobody else thinks, but what he thinks that matters to me. With that being said, I had a call with a bank this week um, and I was calling to like negotiate a payment plan um, on a business credit card that I had took out like for the content house or whatever, um, which isn't a big deal, right? Now, what caught me off guard was that when I was talking to the guy and I was telling him about the payment plan, he was like, you know what, how much is your monthly income? I said, well, right now, technically my monthly income is zero because I took myself off a of payroll. And so he was like, well, how are you going to make the payments if you living out of a car and you don't make no income? When I tell <laughs> the exact same situation, high key, right? The same situation, my situation being questioned. But this motherfucker on this phone was not my son. Okay, when I tell y'all, I absolutely went in in the most professional way. I made it very clear. I said, first of all, before I decided to invest my life savings into starting a new company, I had an 830 credit score. I said, and there were six figures in both this savings and this checkings. I said, now, I don't know a lot of business people that have not gotten to where they are without taking some risks. I said, but what I do know is that I don't owe you any explanation for the risk that I've been taking. I said, the reason that I don't have an income is because I make sure that my team is paid before I am paid. To be very clear, I work in production and a writer's strike just ended. I said, so what you're saying right now is absolutely insensitive. May I please talk to somebody else? Totally different response depending on who it is that I'm talking to about the exact same situation. And so I'm just, like I said, I'm a very observant person. And I was just very aware that when it came down to my son and what he's going through and how, how my choices are affecting him, that's some shit that can crumble me on site. Right. But to anybody else, even people that I have to give an explanation to financially or whatever, I do not care. I'm at a point where I do not care. And I always have to remind myself that I am not here because I was like bullshitting some money away. I'm here because I took a risk on something that when this works out, it's going to last my generation, like my generational um, offspring and his kids, it's going to last, it's going to last forever for them. I want to create something that lasts forever. And unfortunately, leaving my son a dick sucking company might not be very much helpful to him, you know? So, um, with that being said, 
That's kind of what went on. Um, also, um, I don't know if you guys know, but the full moon and Mercury retrograde started um, since the last time that we talked. And so I've been feeling a lot of mixed emotions, um, but make sure that you guys tune in because I'm going to be recording like right after this Um on Patreon, um, I will be, I know I did not upload the astrology or the moon videos or the tarot videos. So I'm going to upload all of those and I'm going to spend some time showing you guys how to figure out what the full moon means for you, um, this month. Um, so yeah, make sure that you guys check that out. All right. With that being said, today's topic is discipline is not a cure. And when I say that discipline is not a cure, I think back to one, when I was drinking. So if you guys don't know, I am, I'm an alcoholic, so I don't drink. Um, I had tried so many times to try to limit how much I was drinking. I had tried so many times to try to like, just go without for a while um, or like just drink on the weekends and trying to figure out what type of balance would allow me to be able to keep drinking and be able to handle it. And I thought that with the right level of discipline, I would be able to get over this. I felt like I've always been a person that felt like discipline can get you out of anything. And I realized um, that's not true. So after some time, I've finally decided to not drink at all. I stopped drinking July 19th of 2023. Uh, I'm sorry, 2022. So... Yeah, I stopped drinking July 19th, 2022. So it's been a little over a year since I've drank. And, um, you know, like during this holiday time, like people are having like get togethers and stuff like that. And so I went to a get together and I and someone offered me a non-alcoholic beverage, but it was like a fake alcohol. Like it had a, it's actually smelled like, like a tequila type thing. And I didn't want it. Um, and I say all that to say <laughs> that when it comes to drinking, I thought that discipline was going to give me what I was looking for. And it wasn't true. It wasn't until I finally gave up alcohol that the actual craving for it went away. I think that discipline, discipline just didn't work. And I, I still struggle with trying to understand why. I thought that if I can condition myself to do things a certain way, then it'll be okay. But even when I wasn't drinking at one point, like with that discipline, it still would hurt me. I would still crave for it. I still would feel sometimes empty inside and things like that because what I really wanted was a drink. Um, when I finally decided, you know what? I'm just not gonna drink anymore. I didn't have to try to fit it into my schedule. I didn't have to try to figure out what measurements were working right. When I finally had the discipline to say that discipline just is not going to fix this, I can't have it at all. There is no amount of discipline that's going to make me do better with alcohol. And so I gave it up. And it wasn't until he offered me that drink that I was just like, damn, I honestly have no desire to like really taste it. Like it wasn't, and and don't get me wrong, like the real mama pie had made me a, um, a mocktail, it was like orange juice, pineapple, ginger beer, and mint. I liked that drink because it wasn't trying to mimic alcohol. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't overly sweet or like trying to be a fake drink. No, I just, I, I don't need the taste of alcohol anymore. And I was just so, one, I was really happy about that. Um, but really grateful because trying to be disciplined and figure out the right amounts of what I can handle in my life was giving me stress. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't helping. Um, 
And I had a similar situation that has come up this week. So this week I was talking to someone and she was telling me about how she had went to, um, she had been diagnosed with ADHD and how her life had been so much better because of it. And, you know, being diagnosed with anything, I've, I've never heard anybody say like being diagnosed with something made their life better. Right. So long story short, um, I got details from her and started looking up um, ADHD and signs of it and things like that. Because when I was talking to her and telling her just about myself, she was just like, you know, have you looked into, you know, ADHD? Have you, you know, had any testing done or anything like that? And you know how it is like, one, I'm a creative, so I don't always have stable insurance. Like I go by like three year plans and things like that. Um, so I just always thought that like seeing a psychiatrist and things would kind of be out of reach. And then to be honest, I don't even know where the fuck to look for that shit at. Like you always hear people being like, oh, I'll buy some Adderall off you and stuff like that. I wasn't even that kid in college, to be honest. Um, but, you know, a lot of people seem to think they have ADHD, but they can't, I guess they think they can't get their hands on the medicine. And so they like buy it off of people. Um, anyways, I started doing some research on ADHD and I saw that I had a lot of the symptoms and a lot of the things. And then I also was talking to my team and they were like, oh, we all thought you had ADHD. And I was like, ain't nobody tell me that. Like, I, I, I did not realize that. Um, with that being said, I went to the doctor this week um, and started the process for, like, getting my blood drawn and, like, testing and things like that. And I've had a lot of mixed emotions. Um, and so this episode is just going to talk about that. Um, so first of all, productivity isn't a measuring stick. That's something that I've realized. Productivity is not a measuring stick for someone's truth. Because if you're, take me for example, I'm a black woman. I'm a mother. I am a creative. I am a serial entrepreneur. I am the boss for certain people. Like I'm an employer, I guess, for lack of better words. Um, and so my mind is always all over the place regardless. And what I realized is that I've had I've had such a unique upbringing and a unique set of skills that I've developed the discipline to work around having ADHD, whether I knew I had it or not. Um, and they haven't diagnosed me with anything yet. But at the end of the day, when I look at all these symptoms and seeing that I have majority of them extensively, Either way, I have to acknowledge that those feelings that I have, those symptoms or those those things I'm having is real. With that being said, I'm also looking at what are like the natural ways and things to do to handle this. Right. So they they explain that everybody doesn't have to get on um, like medication for this. Right. Um, and so it made me go back and look at my background and realize that, you know, in our sometimes in a lot of our upbringings, your parents have some of these exact same things and they don't even know it. So they can't even acknowledge that you need help or anything like that. And I realized that my parents used a lot of discipline, um, probably like other people's parents, to combat certain disorders, right? So when I looked on, uh, when I looked at one of the symptoms, it said procrastination. I'm not really a procrastinator. But also I'm an overdoer because I so 
much don't want to be a procrastinator, right? Because I could absolutely be a procrastinator. And so when I say that productivity is not a measuring stick, that's one of the things I'm talking about. Productivity is not a measuring stick because sometimes you're using discipline to get that productivity. It doesn't change the fact how difficult it is for you to get started or the fact that you got it done doesn't change the symptom. You know what I mean? And so... I realized that my parents would use discipline. Like I knew that I couldn't procrastinate on certain things. So I was going to get that ass whooped. That, that's that. And then also um, having so many different tabs open, right? I always thought that was just natural because naturally I wear multiple hats. So having so many tabs open, um, I just thought everybody was like that or like at least women were like that. And I was talking to some other people this week and they were like, no, I think a lot of things, but I don't necessarily need to change the conversation or act on it or immediately have to say something about it. Um, and then one of the other things that I saw in there was like interrupting people when they talk. They were like, that's a really that's a really big one. Um, and you guys know I've been trying to use discipline to combat me over talking people or cutting people off and things like that. Like that's always been something that I struggle with. Um, some other symptoms that I saw were that they are hypersensitive. And so they are very, um, they notice that they're very different from other people. And so because of that, whenever they do things wrong, they're very harsh and critical on themselves. Right. So I'm like that. Like even with over talking people, it makes me uncomfortable because inside I don't want to do that. But whenever I get excited, I boom, boom, boom. Right. Even when you guys talk, even when y'all listen to me talk, y'all hear me change the conversation all the time. I'm looping multiple conversations back to another. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, but to get back on point or I say that to say like, you know, so what I realize is that I've learned how to deal with who I am through self-love, through boundaries, through discipline, right? And deciding to change who I am. And that shit's really hard. Like, that's a lot. But what I also realized is that discipline is not a cure. And I feel almost a little lighter, even opening the door for this conversation or going to the doctor and letting them start this testing process, I actually feel like change health-wise is coming for me. And I'm just, I'm really grateful um, because right now I can't. Right now I don't have the energy to be disciplined enough to not need help. I am happy, yes, but it doesn't mean that I don't need help. I am struggling. I am literally trying to get a new business off the ground. I am trying to be a present mother. I'm trying to still be a good friend, especially in this time where I need more things than what I have to give. Um, trying to be present, trying to take care of myself, you know, and I'm not sleeping very much. I'm not sleeping very much because it's so many things to do. But I keep getting sidetracked and starting new things or starting another list. Like, y'all, it took me like an hour to sit down with the outline because I wrote it. I didn't realize I wrote it on two different notebooks, the same damn notes, but wrote them in different ways because I'm trying not to forget. And then I text myself here and it's just like all the things that I've learned how to handle with discipline over the years. There is not enough discipline right now for the mental capacity that I have available. 
And discipline is not a cure. Sometimes discipline can be a cure. Sometimes discipline is a natural medicine for what it is that you're going through mentally or your routines can help you and things like that. But you guys, sometimes you just need some fucking help. And that's where I am. I need some help because I can't keep going like this. Like I end up being up for like 20 hours a day working because I'm working on so many things at once. And because I can't sit through one thing, it's taken me so long to get through those things. And then don't, don't, don't get me started on the anxiety part, but I've exhausted every tool that I've been using to manage something I didn't even know I had or have symptoms of. And I've just, I've come to a wall. Right now with this seasonal depression stuff, lack of sunlight at this time, I'm overly stressed. Um, I can't, I don't have as much free will as I desire because of my circumstances right now. It's pushed me to a point where I need some help. And what all of that has me feeling this week is just so grateful for me standing on business with self. When I feel a way, I hold that shit. I, you, you cannot talk me out of it. How I feel is how I feel. I've, I've went too many years thinking that how I feel is wrong or like, oh, everybody feels that way and things like that. With this ADHD thing, yeah, this is new. I did think that people also feel this way. You don't know till you know. But I'm talking about just healing. Healing has allowed me to give myself grace. It has allowed me to save space for myself when I feel a way. I can do what I have to do. I can respond how I want to respond and still feel this way because I feel this way and I acknowledge it and I hold it. I'm able to tell someone about it. And because I was able to tell someone about it, they were able to offer me information that's getting me closer to a solution. What I'm saying is that if I didn't acknowledge that I'm exhausted, that I feel like I can't do this anymore, I feel like I don't have enough energy, I feel like I'm about to crash. If I won't acknowledge those things because I think that it makes me feel weak or I think that it makes it sound like I'm complaining or whatever, then I would not have said the words to this girl for her to open up to me to tell me about ADHD and for me to figure out, okay, well, what do I need to do to get the help? I think that's a big that's a big step for me just to be able to acknowledge how I feel inside of my body and acknowledging that ultimately and being vulnerable and being who I am and talking so goddamn much and, and everything that sometimes these symptoms are, it also opens a door for me to get the help when it's time. I'm also grateful for divine timing this week because I've been getting help for this a little bit at a time over time without even knowing it, right? So being more present in healing and having better boundaries with myself has helped me change my schedule. Um, some of the things that it was saying that like a lot of people with ADHD do to help like with their symptoms, like help keep it on track. I already do those things. Like when I be talking to y'all about the routine, we haven't gotten all the way into it, but I put things in my routine and the way that I complete tasks, I just figured out these are the things that work best for me. Then boom, I find all this information to see that these are the things that they're actually recommending people to do to try naturally before medicine. And I've already been doing those things. Right. Then I, you know, I um, I stopped drinking, which was huge because they said that trauma is a huge part of um, ADHD because you hold on to things harder than people, um, which also plays into that hypersensitive part. Um 
but I did stop drinking and which was only triggering a lot of that PTSD that I had um, with that with the trauma. But I did switch to medical marijuana. So like I got my medical car and that was helping a lot with the anxiety. So even when my mind would overthink and da 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 da, like I would end up getting back on track because I wasn't steered even further by getting anxiety by the fact that I could not concentrate. That's usually what happens, right? You 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 can't concentrate, then you get anxiety because you can't concentrate because you're like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to have been done with this, and then boom, you're like, oh now I only have six hours, now I only have five hours, like so obsessed with time, um, always late, always late, and always over or underestimating time. Right. Um, so a lot of these symptoms that it's talking about, like I have almost every single one and really, really bad. But a lot like a lot of you have even told me somehow you're so disciplined and that has worked for so long. You guys, but I am literally pushing myself to a whole new level in my career and I'm doing it on less than half of the self-care that I'm used to, less than half of the resources that I actually need. So I'm stretched thin in every area of my life right now. So I don't be being having having money for me is not about like being rich and being able to buy bags and things like that. I have to motherfucking be wealthy because I need to be able to afford the care that I need for myself. That means being able to have the freedom to make my own schedule, being able to say like, oh, I need this amount of self-care, things like that. I build things into my schedule to take care of my mind. But without those resources right now, without that type of asset right now, that type of cash on hand, the things that I normally do that have been making me feel at peace are out of whack, which has put me in a position that now I'm at the doctor's office saying, hey, I need some help. And that's a relief. That is a relief because I just really thought that I was in over my head. Maybe I can't do this. And so I get it when someone says, my diagnosis has freed me. Like, I get it. I get it. So also, what else do I want to say? This entire situation has given me a reminder about grace um, to myself, to others, and a thought about when it comes to time and relating to others. It gave me grace for others because I realized there are people that have been my friend thinking that there is nothing going on with me. And despite my sporadicness, which is already difficult for me to deal with, they've been, they've been supporting me in that and being patient with me without even knowing and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the grace. I'm grateful um, to myself for even noticing that. And even as soon as I realized, oh, okay, if I have ADHD and then boom, immediately thinking about how that has affected other people. And it just immediately made me feel feel more grateful for them because even though we don't even know what's going on, I'm kind of sporadic and all over the place and they're still patient and loving me. Um, it also put in perspective when we talk about like dating and things like that, I realized that I have something else to add to my list. Y'all know I have gotten very specific about what I want. Um, and that's, uh-oh, my eyes, y'all, my eyes. They was water, they was getting misty. Um, when it comes to dating, I realized that I need someone that has the tools, skills, or resources to deal with and care for a person 
that may have ADHD. And I think this is why it's so important to continuously get to know yourself and dig deeper and acknowledge what it is that you feel. Because if I'm dating and I'm looking for all these things on a list, but I don't even know my own diagnoses or my own symptoms or the things that are out of whack, how can I properly look for a person that compliments or can pour into me or can see me or can handle me or not mismanage me? And so it might not be a disorder that makes people think that like I'm abnormal necessarily, or I might not be abnormal presenting, but when someone has a condition, no matter what it is, whether it's diabetes, whether it's asthma, whatever, they come with a set of instructions and it's unfair to partners and lovers to deal with you without a set of instructions. And it's not intentional ever, but I'm just, I'm grateful. And I did add that to my list. Now I can be one step closer to finding um, the best partners for me because now I can say, hey, this is who I am. I struggle with ADHD or ADHD tendencies. That means this, which means that when it comes to dealing with me, this is how you have to deal with me. Yes, my triggers are more than normal triggers, you know? Um, and it also helps me realize the people that are not equipped to handle me. Um, I get told, I've, I've gotten told in the past, like, you got too many triggers, everything triggers you, da, 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 da. I get why that it can feel like that to someone that's not been given a special care of instructions on how to deal with you. It can feel like, damn, everything is a trigger. But if you're like, oh, these are your triggers and this, these are your ADHD triggers. Those are different things, you know? Um, and so I'm just, I'm grateful for the awareness. I'm grateful for the awareness. And I'm also just grateful that anytime something boggles me down, <laughs> boggles, boggles me down or um, gets in my head that I'm, I'm getting out of that victim mode and I'm immediately finding gratefulness and awareness in what's going on and how I can use this to be better and change tomorrow. I'm just, I'm grateful for that. So um, one of the tools I also saw online was that anytime it puts like, you know, some symptoms of HDHD, it also will have like another list of like things this makes you super, super good at. You know, and um, one of those things is just like hyper awareness. Um, I always thought that like I was an empath. So I guess that like some of those are like one in the same. I'm always hyper aware of like what's going on around me that mixed in with like some of the trauma of my past and things like that. Whenever I say I'm uniquely qualified, y'all, I really be meaning that shit because there are so many different things from my mental state to my past, to my upbringing, to my businesses, to my jobs that have just made me so uniquely qualified to do these things that I'm doing. And I'm grateful for that. So, um, I think that is about it. So with that being said, discipline is not a cure. Okay. Discipline is not a cure. You can have discipline all day long, but please understand that you should still acknowledge how you're feeling. So that way you can gauge if discipline is enough. Discipline is a medicine. Okay. Discipline is not a cure. All right. Um, I feel like there was something else. I feel like it was something else I wanted to say. Oh, with that being said, it also reminded me, you guys, please be, please be cautious when you deal with others. 
Don't worry about why they are the way that they are. Just be aware of what your capacity is, okay? Because sometimes they don't know why they are the way that they are. If you are too focused on why someone is the way that they are, you'll end up being judgmental, not realizing that you need to give them grace. Think about all the people that probably was like, somebody always over talking people, somebody always cutting people off, she always hypersensitive, she always da 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 da. They over here judging me versus just saying, you know what? I don't have the capacity to handle how she is and then just leave it alone. Because now, boom, you talk to me now and I understand why I'm some of those ways. And now, and I didn't know that and find out, oh, there's, there's help for me. There are resources for me that I haven't been using because I literally didn't know. So in this season, you guys, make sure that you're being, um, being, um, graceful to people, um, Oh, I know what that thought was. I know what the thought was. The last thing that it made me realize is that I am so grateful that I'm aware of how I'm feeling because I think that it makes me a better person to work with and work for. And I say that because there have been so many delays in December. Mercury retrograde is going on. If you guys don't know, Mercury rules rules communication and electronics and like technology. So if your shit has been fucking up, it's not on purpose. It's not it's not on accident. Like it's really happening because that planet is now spinning backwards when it normally is spinning forward. With that, it's fucking with gravity and shit like that. And if you have a piece of technology that was made when things were going normal, it's like now you sitting on a top and you spinning, 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 spinning. You stand up and you dizzy. That's kind of what's going on. So with that being said, you got Mercury retrograde. You have people that are dealing with seasonal depression. You have the holidays. People have children. They're trying to be present. And then also, now that I'm aware that even just I have these symptoms of ADHD, what about the other things that other people are dealing with? They might have it. They might have it and not know it. They might have ADD and not know it. Like people that are on the spectrum, like like little, like little parts maybe, right? Think about how many people are undiagnosed with something because we think that we just need a little discipline or we have to get more discipline. That's, that's what we throw on everything. When people can't do something right, we just throw discipline as an all-around universal answer. They just need more discipline. And you guys, this episode is discipline. Discipline is not a cure. Okay. So I'm just so grateful for that because we were behind on multiple things this week and I know my team is solid, but I'm just so grateful to be able to let them know, Hey, you guys, I understand that a lot of these things are off. If we can just update our communication process, if there are going to be some delays, da, 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 da. Like I'm grateful for that. Could you imagine everything going wrong, but your job just being like, this is due. That's it. That's not the whole story. So I'm grateful for being able to have that um, that awareness because people deserve to work with people that understand like what's going on in life that, yeah. So I'm glad to do that. All right, with that being said, let's move on to organized fun. So today's organized fun is, um, I want you guys to check out moon omens on instagram um i just wanted to read these to you guys because they um i don't know i liked it it made me feel good it says uh so they did a the biggest shifts of 2023 for each sign so whenever i look up my sign about anything like when people do horoscopes or whatever i always look up my big three i don't just look up my son my sun sign i look up my sun my moon and my rising excuse me 
So it says, Aries, the biggest shifts of 2023 happened for you during the eclipse in Aries, which was April 19th, and Libra, October 14th, marking major shifts in your identity and within your committed partnerships, romantic, platonic, or business. The Aries eclipse ignited a desire to inhabit your involving sense of self more fully and without compromise. The Libra eclipse coincided with either a deepening of intimacy within a partnership or the release of any ties which no longer felt fulfilling. These eclipses, which will extend throughout 2024, will continue to highlight the ways that you're learning to approach your relationships with more clarity and honesty, as well as your willingness to shed outworn relational patterns, which act as barriers to the kind of intimacy you desire. All right. That was for my sun sign. For my moon, it says... The biggest shift of 2023 happened for you when Saturn, the planet of responsibility and discipline, entered Pisces in your seventh house of one-on-one relationships on March 7th. Saturn brings a focus on evaluating, stress testing, and reinforcing the foundations of any important partnerships in your life. During this roughly three-year period, you're able to strengthen an existing romance through marriage, deepen a creative collaboration, formalize a business partnership, or otherwise dissolve any bonds that cannot stand the test of time. Saturn reminds us that our time and energy are finite and precious resources. And as it transits your seventh house, it helps you to point in the direction of relationships, which serve you long-term happiness and growth. And then for my rising, it says the biggest shifts of 2023 happened for you during the Venus retrograde in Leo from July 22nd through September 4th. This transit offered you the opportunity to reflect on the way you channel your essence towards outwards through your style, your Okay, let me say this once again. This transit offered you the opportunity to reflect on the way you channel your essence outwards through your style, your creative expression, and your persona. This period may have coincided with the major review of your close relationships, which allowed you to make any necessary adjustments and to either release or renew agreements with the important people in your life. On the other side of this retrograde period, you emerge with a clearer sense of how to embody your authentic essence, as well as relationships which can nurture your inner flame. And I thought that this was some good organized fun because each of these was true for me like greatly some of these things you know about because you heard about it on the podcast but I'm just going to put it in perspective for you so when it talks about uh what went on with me Aries wise all of my committed partnerships absolutely got more deep intimate personal and real as fuck each one of them um also, I believe that I was more myself fully this year without compromise and I say that because this year I was broke like cash on hand wise, I was broke, which is not my normal way. And I still embrace the fuck out of me. Okay. Like y'all see me on here doing my little makeup when my, when my good sis couture beat my face. Like y'all will see me literally talking about being homeless, looking good as fuck because that's who I am. If I have the re like I'm a lady, you know what I'm saying? Like I like dressing up. I like doing these things. I love the fact that I still embraced every part of the things that I could do if I had access to it, despite everything else that was going on to me. I thought that that was really real to me. You know, um, I made a post the other day um, and I'll put it below and it like I was in a dress. I went to like this little winter party thing and I talked about feeling guilty for going out because, um, you know, I lost someone who I thought was a friend this year because I couldn't make it to an event that was out of town for them. And so when it came to posting or looking nice or showing I'm doing something social, I would feel guilty because I'm like, what the hell did I do to make this person think that if I if I could go, I would go. 
but I can't, right? But I had to realize that if that person don't have the capacity for me, whether they knew how to word it or not, then they simply don't have the, the capacity for me. And I don't have to dumb myself down or not use what I do have access to to make myself feel good, whether that's the clothes I have or being able to figure out how to do my lashes or my face or whatever. I don't have to dumb down what the fuck I got accessible to me to make sure that no one misinterprets what I'm showing or doing or whatever. I don't, you don't have to look frumpy because shit is going wrong. That's, that's not my choice. Um, just even embodying myself more has me acknowledging when discipline isn't enough, right? With this conversation. So like little things like that, just really being myself and handling how I deal with things or how we go forward. But at the end of the day, I still acknowledge absolutely how I feel. And I love that for me. Um, Leo wise, uh, that Venus retrograde from July to September was real. Um, that's when I stopped working with the production company. That's when, um, we made some transitions as far as who records in the house. Um, that's also when the videographer that I was using for the podcast before walked out on me. Um, even though he was disrespecting the content house, um, yeah, it's also when my producer um, got fired from that old production company for coming down here and helping me for free. Um, and also it's when she decided to still work here, even though I couldn't afford to pay her yet. Um, every major relationship that I was in, even though it wasn't necessarily romantic, was tried and tested. And the people that I'm working with now, they're here. And they've shown that they're here regardless. And so um, I'm very appreciative of that. Um, so, yes, there were definitely some partnership shifts. And lastly, that Saturn, the planet of responsibility and discipline, entering Pisces in my seventh house. I think what I think when I hear of that is I think of seventh houses, relationships of all types, but like long term relationships. I think of Saturn, like they said, the planet of responsibility. And I think of Pisces, which is an old head because it's the oldest sign in the zodiac. So I feel like all connected. That means like I've become more mature when it comes to how I relate in partnerships of all types. And I see that because even when I was dealing with someone before, when I, when I, when we talked and I was like, Hey, I don't think we're on the same page. I did it things right then. Like there was no issue. It was no problem. It's just like, Hey, we're on the same page versus before I would have tried to romanticize the situation or act like it was what it wasn't or like, well, it's not a problem now. So I'm gonna keep going. No, as soon as I made aware that we're not on the same page, say less, we can have a conversation about it, but it is what it is. Um, when it comes to being more mature in my relationships, I also think that even just understanding where I stand with this like ADHD like pending diagnosis, I feel like that's that's growth. The fact that I realize, okay, boom, I need to amend what it is I tell a partner that I need or what I tell them that like, what I tell myself that I'm looking for. Because if you have things going on mentally, someone deserves the instructions for that. The fact that that's, that's creating grace and empathy for me, like I think that that's really big. I like the fact that I'm more mature when it comes to figuring out what's going on with me and how that also can affect a partner or someone that I work with or any type of relationship. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And then of course, when it comes to like these business relationships and things like I'm just, I'm taking my time. So 
I'm really grateful for all these things. Um, and before we go, um, I want to give you guys a couple of reminders. Don't forget that the three, uh, you can catch the masterclasses. This is the last chance to grab them. Um, you can get all three for the price of one. Those classes will be discontinued shortly because we are reshooting all the Patreon content as I have let you guys know before. Um, so make sure that you grab that. And then lastly, if you guys would like to advertise your company or your business, I've gotten a lot of DMs asking, do we do advertising? Um, especially because now we have SE Media Group in the content house and we have finally put together some packages. So if you are interested in marketing your business, business and you want to receive ads that roll during my shows on my YouTube or my social media, as well as the other shows that I produce, then reach out. Um, as always, I've always uh, made a living, not overcharging people, but being honest and being fair. And so um, I don't know if you guys know, but a podcast ad uh, normally runs about $1,500 per ad. And so we have packages that start way lower than that um, for and getting way more than just one ad. So I'm really excited to be able to help other small businesses because I know that when I was building Sexual Essentials, I was only able to market and funnel through my own brands and I still got very far. But there were times when I wished I was able to afford marketing with other companies and things like that. And so um, as you guys know, my, my, my degree is in business administration. So marketing is supposed to be one of those things, just like the lights or the insurance that you take care of regardless. So um, if you're not taking care of that, then this might be an opportunity for you to start um, marketing your business on a consistent basis. Um, and lastly, tonight is our monthly meet and greet for Patreon. So please make sure that you log in and get that um, login code and everything. I will see you guys at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, that is for Thursday, December 14th. And please make sure that you tell a friend and tell a motherfucking friend. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this solo with Samaya. Um, even if you've left a review before, if you would like to leave a review about this segment, let me know what you think. Um, this is something that I'm putting out either every Tuesday or Thursday um, where I kind of just journal, talk with you guys one-on-one. -on -one and... Uh, just kind of walk you through some of the things that I'm going through, how I'm dealing with them and how I'm processing them. So that way you guys can just get more insight in how I'm growing, teaching myself, um, giving myself grace. Um, and yeah, I think it's also more personable. And if you enjoy these, please make sure that you check them out on Patreon, signing up to Patreon. Even the $5 donation tier goes a long way. Um, but there are classes, bonus episodes, workshops, so much stuff on there. Um, and also the visuals that go with the solos with Samaya. So I love you guys and thank you so much for tuning in. All right. See you next time.